Welcome to Her Soul Speaks, a podcast about her faith, her family, her femininity, and everything in between. We hope this podcast encourages and inspires you on your walk with God. We're your hosts, Essence and Renee, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, I was going to do a game like what you did. Well, okay. you didn't do, really do a game. You did Excuse like, me. <laughs> <laughs> you did like a an activity. Okay. Um, and I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> that's just. Well. That's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I liked that though. And I wanted to continue, continue it and I will one day. But today, guys, we're talking about her offspring. Yes. Um, with. She just kind of sounds better than her children. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about <laughs> children. Kids. We're going to be talking about raising kids in today's society. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're just going to talk to you guys about a lot of different things concerning raising children, preparing children, um, you know, our journeys to motherhood and things like that. So maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about your, your kids, about your children. Wow. Um, maybe start a, start off with like you as a kid. Did you know that you always wanted to be a mom? Hmm. Good question. Uh, I don't know if kid Renee thought about that. Maybe more in towards like middle school age. I mean you're still when... a kid in middle school 100 uh, no, you're 12 like, you're a kid you're a you're a woman you know you're a <laughs> kid woman <laughs> just kidding okay yeah but like I don't know I guess when I was thinking kid I'm just thinking like a run around the Sorry, playground I mean, kid. when you were younger but yeah um yeah I knew I wanted to like have kids I just thought like especially like based on like movies like it was just cool like I had a good relationship with my mom and dad I was like hey like let's do this again but, you know, me being the mom this time. So, yeah, I think I always knew that I wanted to have kids. Yeah. And, like, did you – were you one of those people who, like, wanted boys? You wanted girls? Um, Yeah. So, I did have a, an ideal, like, lineup in my <laughs> mind. So, I said that I would love to have five children um, or six children at one point. But I, I brought it down to five. So, you're at five. Um, I'm at five in my <laughs> mind. I don't know how, how we're going to do. But um, I, I said that I would love to have, like, four boys and then one girl last um I don't know what made me think that would be cool like just I guess maybe maybe because like the only girl she could be the spoiled princess and that would be okay whereas you know you don't want to spoil your firstborn but then once you're somewhere in the middle I don't know I don't know firstborns always get spoiled yes but like it's a different type of spoiling it's like it's like you know firstborns get that anticipation spoiled like you're the first grandchild you know all like your friends just want to see what your kids are gonna look like you just want to see what your kid is gonna look like I mean yeah I guess in in some sense the first child is like the golden child yeah, I don't like, know I just I yeah. always thought like oh I should be a boy in that way <laughs> but um yeah now that I have two boys um I don't think that way anymore about no. the whole girl being last thing yeah no I would have, love to have a girl next and yeah. then the rest can be boys I think you're I on care. track I think you're on track we'll see we'll see I don't know yeah. but um yeah uh I mean what, what would you like to know I mean one is four the other is two <laughs> they're both <laughs> One in what the same. Is, what are their What are their temperaments like in terms of like hmm. you know personalities and tendencies and um, mindsets? Uh, I guess I know they're young, but yeah. children show their personalities very. That's true. They do show it quite early. early. Um, I'd say the four year old Landon. He's like the social butterfly. Mm-hmm. He's outgoing. He loves, loves, loves to be around people. He loves to be on the road. Oh my gosh, like. Always wants to go out. Can we go for a drive? Can we go mm-hmm. there? Can I go to park? Can I go play? Mm-hmm. Can I go to my friend's house? Like mm-hmm. all the time. He just wants to be BB. Um, he has his moments where like he'll be like super like almost moody and dry to the people that he knows. Mm-hmm. But then like always has enough energy for strangers. Mm-hmm. Like it's so weird. Like mm-hmm. he'll just be like, hi, hi, hi to every single person. But then there's sometimes like we go into prayer and people are like, Oh hi Landon, and he's like Hi. You're like, what? Like, <laughs> you just said I can't wait to come. Da, 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 da. But like, now the adults are talking to you and you're just like, whatever. Familiar um, contempt. Oh. Like, I know you guys. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. He's weird like that. And then um, Owen, he's two and he is the serious one. Um, but he is also like very like, like jovial and like yeah. funny and like he's weird and he has his own little quirks to him. Um, I thought he was an introvert. I'm not quite sure anymore. Yeah. Um, I... But he could just be like friendly. Yeah, like he true, could just be true. breaking out into like a friendly child, especially because he was kind of like a COVID kid in in mm-hmm. some sense because he was like what seven eight months when things locked down. Yeah. 
bruh like yeah it was a long time for him to not really be around it's people true. and so like um recently i i just feel like recently as in like the the last 10 years which mm-hmm. doesn't sound recent but like just thinking about when we like started um courting and getting engaged and um getting married so those times before we had kids like about mm-hmm. almost 10 years now things have changed i feel like from that time to now yeah did it did you ever were you ever scared of bringing kids into the world no i i i remember people would always say things like oh man like i don't know man i don't know about having kids because mm-hmm. this world's so crazy and then mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like i understand that yes like there's so many things that are happening in the world but we're still here and living and experiencing it and we're we're doing okay. Yeah, I've never, I've never been, um, like people have literally said that. I've heard people mm-hmm. say that. Like, I don't even know if I'd want to have children. Like, you know, living in the society yeah. today, and I'm like thinking the of the surra- society surrounding you is gonna stop you from having your yeah. own kids. Absolutely. Like, not. And, and what perfect world in your mind did you ever live in? Like, it, there were always yeah, things happening. Always. But when you're a child, you realize how not you don't realize but after the fact you realize how oblivious you are to so many things because if you have you know parents whether one or two that love and care for you they're going to protect you from so many things you don't you're not walking around thinking oh my gosh like all the social this disease is happening and yeah like and oh my goodness all these people are being killed and like you're not you're just living your life but um what about you how was your um thought process prior to you know, starting to build a family. Did you always want to have yeah, children? Yeah, I've always wanted to have kids. Um, I love kids. I love my kids and everyone else's kids. I'm just a kid person. Mm-hmm. But um, I've always wanted to have kids, but I never, um, I never got too hung up in. Okay, actually, boost, boost, <laughs> boost. Um, tell me how old you are without telling me how old you are. <laughs> my girl said boost. <laughs> <laughs> what year was I born in? Wow. Take a guess. Um, but. No, so um, I always wanted to have girls. Okay. And I was like, boys are, like, weird, and, like, I just... Wow, yeah. I'm shook right now. Yeah, like, I... And this is, like, when I was a... When I was younger, in quotes. <laughs> yes, uh, when, when you were a like, woman? Yeah. <laughs> when I was, like, 13, okay. 14, those kind of ages where yeah. you're kind of like, when I get married and have kids, yes. you know, whatever. When you're playing mash. You know those, <laughs> you know when you're playing mash and your destiny was being written out in yes. a period? And Usher never even ended up asking And you never did him. get that limo driving into black. your house. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, um, or live in that shack. But, oh um, my gosh. Yeah. Like, so I, I was like, yeah, like I want to grow, have girls who would ever want to have boys. Like mm-hmm. boys. I just, I guess my perception of boys. Right. And like whatever. Um, And then I just switched over to like really not caring and stuff like that. I don't think. I'm someone who was like so dead like stamped on, on any. Yeah, have one way or another. Um, I was just always a person who was like, I would love to have one of each. Yeah. At least I could have like three girls and one boy and have one of each. I'm cool with that, you yeah. know, or vice versa or whatever. Um, but one thing that I did want is because my family structure is a little bit, it's a little bit complicated, but I have four brothers who are all younger than me. And then I have, um, three of my brothers, we share the same father. And then one of my brothers, we share the same mom. And so I grew up in the household with me and my, uh, with my mom. And so I naturally shared a household with my brother who we share the same mom, Yeah. but we're 10 years apart. And so that sibling relationship, it, yeah. it was a different, it wasn't like us like fending for each other in the schoolyard yeah. or like people going to the same school and knowing who my brother was. And I was yeah. in grade you eight. You guys always miss each or, other in school when it came to school. Then. Oh yeah. We're never, never in, the same, in the, school. the same school. We, yeah, never, ever, um, and so that relationship, I think now that we're older, we're getting closer and like it's yeah. different because as you get older, the gap shrinks. Yes. But when you're 13 and your brother's three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you're 20 and your brother's 10. Yeah. Wow. Like, like it's you're about just, to leave the house and you're like, your sibling is not even in middle school yet. Yeah. I was literally insane. getting married at 20. I just turned 22 and my brother was 12. Yeah. So, but, um, my other brothers were closer in age. So my other brother's three years younger than me and so on and so forth, whatever down the line. So we're much closer in age, but we didn't grow up together. So again, that sibling relationship, my point is saying that is I wanted my kids to be closer in age because I didn't have, I don't want my kids to be all spread out. Right. All whatever. And I just think naturally, biologically, like, yeah. Yeah. Like we're going to be having, this is going to be my childbearing season and then we're done. Right. Whereas with my mom, like she was with my dad, you know, for, 
high school sweethearts and whatnot and so got pregnant when she was 22 had me when she was 22 and then just wasn't in a relationship yeah. a serious relationship to be having a child Another which child. i respect that so right. that's why me and my brother are so far apart in age because she didn't get into a serious relationship until 10 years later yeah um but for me that was just i liked that I always envied people who had siblings so close that they, yeah. you know, they can go to the same school or and just, just have, have like that other. type of relationship where you didn't feel like you're so much older to the point where okay, I can kind of help raise you. I literally, you know what I mean? Like brother. that like, was literally you were like his monster. Yeah, like, I was like half mom, half sister. Like yeah. I was dropping him off places. I was picking him up. Yeah, I was making sure that he put on his his clothes correctly and brushing his teeth and all yeah. of that annoying stuff. Um, but anyway, my point is just to say with that, like that was kind of what I wanted. Like I wanted. Um, kids closer in age yeah. and I also didn't want to have kids older like yes um, I know now it's really popular for people to want to have everything in line before yeah. they have kids do you agree with that do you disagree with that because there's a place for that yeah I, I can think sometimes people take it mm, too far like I can understand to a certain extent wanting to have things in line and just because of the sins of this world and the fall of man, like yeah. sometimes things just don't line up in the way that we would want to, right? Like if you come from a two parent household that both parents were working and they worked towards, you know, purchasing a home together and just did certain yeah. things to kind of help set you up later on in life. It's easier for you to um, be further ahead in your early twenties. Whereas yeah, that's true. nowadays it's like people are getting out of school at 2021 or 22 even, um, and then hustling to like catch up on paying off loans, but then also wanting to live their life and they're going out and they're spending all of the money that they're making because they've never made this kind of money before Mm -hmm. now with their careers. And so they don't really want to settle down and sink their feet into the ground until they get hit 30 anyways. So it's like, now you're trying to build your life, but it's like, now you have a window that's a lot shorter for, you know, exactly. respectable or most, um, I don't know, healthy or, yes. you know, all of these terms Factors, for having, yeah. you know, children for a woman anyways, yeah. men not so much because, yeah, we don't, not so much. We're not going to go there. But like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I can understand some of these things. It makes sense, but just uh, when you just take it back to like, Bible times or even just thinking of yourself. Yeah. When you think of your teenage self, the amount of things that you did, the amount of sports that you might have played in high school and just all of the activities that you were able to do and keep up with, with all of the life and energy in the world. It's just so much better. It is. Like for you, maybe not so much in your maturity in terms of that because society definitely like pushes people down the line like I feel like you're not an adult in the society's mm-hmm. mind until like 30 something yeah um, 100%. but I, I think in terms of just having that vitality strength and um will to live like all of that that, that comes with your fresh youthfulness if you are in a position to I would say yeah like go for it you know of course if you're in a solid relationship yeah. godly marriage of, of sorts then then do that I don't really understand what the hype is about waiting to be 40 years old so that you can have a a, a child that can potentially still be living with you when you're already retired. Ooh. Like that's weird. But you know what though? I think the main thing is like, it puts people in a situation and like do what you want to do at the end of the day. But right. I, I, what I found is that it now accelerates that process of trying to find the right person. And you feel so much pressure to yeah. like, like you said, to be able to like find that person. Cause you were like grinding for all this time, doing mm-hmm. all these things for all this time. And now you're 32 and you're like, okay, let me try and like yes. do something and then try to find somebody who checks on my boxes because now naturally like you have way higher standards. Like the older you get, the higher your standards yeah. standards are just point blank period. So someone has to fit all of that criteria and it's hard to find somebody these days. And then you have a short time to now have, you know, healthy kids for you right. and for you and your body. Yeah. Um, which is why it's kind of nice to like, to find somebody earlier and yeah. grow with that person yeah. as opposed to looking for, Mr. Perfect when you hit 30 something or, or when Ms. you perfect, think you're perfect when exactly um but I mean that's that so what do you <laughs> think like you know because the main thing is like um today's society yes how do you think what do you think are the differences between the kids now and mm-hmm. how we were growing up like uh, we we know like there's the mm-hmm. things of like you know our parents let us play with the neighborhood kids and didn't check on us until dinner time and um just those kinds of things but what would you say the main differences are like let's just let's call it 10 years old just to put a a name on it or an age on it um 
I think the a lot of children within that have been born within the last 15 years even are the products of parents who weren't necessarily ready to be parents. Really? That's just what it seems like. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of um, just like neglect and like misguidance in terms of how children are navigating the world really on their own. Cause I yeah. feel like the difference between when we were growing up, yeah, our parents might've let us stay outside until, you know, the streetlights came on or whatever. Um, but there was just still more, I think anyways, from my personal experience, there was still more of a hands-on, I want to be your mother. I mm. want to be your father. I'm here. Whereas I feel like nowadays, it seems like a lot of the parents are still trying to like live their lives mm. apart from that. You know, that's being true. A parent. That's true. Do you know what some I mean? People, like some people on social media who I know have kids, I never see them with their kids. Not to say like some people don't feel comfortable putting their kids yeah. on, and like there's those things too. But like the life that they're living, like up in the club and like drinking and like smoking or stuff like yeah. that, and I'm thinking like you literally have like a three year old at home. Like yeah. I find that so bizarre. But then again, I'm also not living that lifestyle, right. so maybe that is normal yeah. in that lifestyle. But do you think that it's harder to raise kids now? I don't know if I would say it's harder because I don't know what exactly my parents faced yeah. raising me. Um, so that's. It's tricky to say. I I will say that there are a lot of things that um, children in this generation will face that never were problems for us. So I think that there's there's just there's more to it. Not necessarily that there wasn't anything back those days, but um, just being such a social generation, um, you're just exposed to so much more. Like and because phones are so common now, kids have phones. I didn't have my own phone until I was, I think I was either in 10th grade or 11th grade. And the reason why I got a phone was because I won it in a contest. Wow. I had to like, um, sing this little song, make a MySpace, put it on MySpace. Whoever got the most votes wow. won through like this magazine called Verve Girl. I don't know, yeah. some like bougie little Canadian magazine. <laughs> um, and then once I got it, it was like, okay, the phone is already here, paid for. Yeah. So my, my parents were like, okay, fine. You can get a little pay-as-you-go card and if we don't give you a pay-as-you-go card, you're just not getting to talk to nobody <laughs> that month. And it was like, okay, fine. I got 20, mu- 20 bucks this month, whatever, right? Whereas I feel like now there's like eight-year-olds, 10-year-olds that their parents feel that they need to have a phone because I just need you to be able to communicate but with me. But do you think they need to have a phone though? Because no. Okay, this is my thing though. I Don't judge me. I'm judging. But I feel like, so I was so like anti-phone for kids or whatever. However, like I, okay, this is a this is the thing. Like, it's not the technology that's bad. It's what you do with the technology that's bad. Like, I've heard of the older generation well, course, say, yes. like, the internet is evil and get off social media. It's, right. it's bad for you. It's, no, social media is a neutral construct. It, it just is yeah. what it is. You, when the value and the, the um the I guess you could say, um what we want it to be is how it comes out, right? right. So if we post vanity on it, it becomes vanity. Yes. You know, if we post whatever. So I feel like social media or internet or phone, like it's neutral. It's a neutral device yes. and it, it's how you use it. But I've now almost mm. felt like so many weird things happen. And I feel like there's so many, there are benefits to having, having, letting your kid have a phone. Now, eight years, years old is pretty young. Yeah, um, but I've always me. been an advocate for those phones where, you can only call like mom and dad like it doesn't even have like it doesn't even have like a regular dial pad like right. notepad it's literally you preset the numbers in the phone right and you and it's one is mom two is dad and the other one's like nine one one, and that's literally it you can't right. even call six four seven five 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 if you wanted yeah. to um but i i kind hmm. of like having that because i just feel like there's just so many i don't know i just feel like it's it it can be a safety device for for yeah kids. it's not necessarily like eat and like like, where are you going you're going to school like why would you need a phone the idea of it though because yes you can have something like that but then you also can have like little johnny and little susie sorry guys i don't know why you guys are always targeted but little johnny (laughs) and little susie in the class who have a regular phone yeah and it's like now your kid's like oh but like susie has her phone and like well you don't need a phone phone you just got this call mommy if you need to phone (laughs) that can't do nothing And it's just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that there's just so many little battles that parents are going to face because of the generation that they're raising their children in and the things that you, you know, you give them an inch to take a mile type of thing. I just feel like for me anyways, 
you don't need it. Yeah. I know payphones aren't around anymore, so you can't call I an emergency because I used to do that. My mom used to tell me straight up, why don't you use a payphone? And I was like, ooh, payphone. Ain't nobody using that. Now they like don't, you don't even Now they them. don't even have them there. Yeah. But I remember there was a specific payphone like right at the intersection before I took the bus to get yeah. home. And if for whatever reason I'd lost a ticket or whatever mm-hmm. and I had to let her know I'm going to be home late because mm-hmm. I'm going to walk, like yeah. I would call her. And just even knowing, like knowing numbers off the top oh of your gosh, head, I'm like know. that was a thing. That's a um, but I don't know. I just feel like this this generation, this generation to come is going to face a lot, like oh, like a lot of new struggles. Cyberbullying, yes. for example, that was never a thing. No. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe... You like, don't have even, time for that. You got dial up. Like your mom just answered the phone and now it's over. Like you try to t- cuss me, you can't. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> the joke's on you. My internet's gone. Cut off. <laughs> yeah, like I just feel like some things like that. Like where kids, kids, literally kids, literally. are are just getting this. I don't know. Like I don't know. There's just so much. You know what I think it is too. Like a lot of people, um, especially the older generation, they give millennials such a hard time. We're millennials and I'm a proud millennial. I don't know about all the other millennials. I'm very proud to be a millennial (laughs) um, because we are the only uh, generation that has lived both sides. We have lived the internet age and we know life without the internet. Um, At least the earlier millennials. If you're like the 1993 or whatever, the cusp of the, then no, you don't really count. Right. But you know, the early, sorry, not 1993. Like 96. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The younger ones. But for us, like we knew what it was like to have no internet. I yeah. like, we remember, well, I remember going to the computer lab at school. Yeah. Do they even, I don't even know. Do they have computer labs anymore? Or do you just bring maybe, your own maybe laptop? Maybe just go to the library or like everybody has their own Chromebook now yeah, or like whatever. It's just like a thing, but you go yeah. to the computer lab with the, the big out back. Oh my know, gosh. And... Remember the Macs, the iMacs when they first came in and it I had like colors. Remember. I don't even remember what they oh, looked like. Oh my goodness. Everybody was so amped. Nobody wanted windows. Yeah, nobody everybody wanted, wanted a new Apple. And we were literally learning how to type on the yes. computer these are things like we were we were learning it's because cool. yeah. but we remember when like it was a big thing when you got a computer yeah you much less when you got internet mm-hmm. dial up internet if you got high speed internet whole you were <laughs> you were the most popular kid but we know life without and we know life with and so yeah. i feel like we're special like that um and i feel like we're, we are quite balanced because we do have that grounding yeah um whereas these kids like they're growing up and they don't know life without exactly. internet or without social media or whatever, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, that's what it looked like. Oh, I don't even remember that. Oh, your school didn't get it? Oh, no fun. My school didn't Aww. get it. Yeah, my school didn't get it. It didn't, you know. But yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, like I just feel like for me, I'm the kind of person who when it comes to raising my kids, I, I also to kind of like sidetrack the topic a little bit. We're talking about raising your kids in this society, but we're also coming from two um people who weren't raised in church we weren't church yeah. kids our our family our parents weren't saved born again christians yeah. um so now even looking at it from like me raising a, a church kid let alone raising a kid in like a totally different time i think what's become clear to me in terms of seeing the pattern of these other kids and just even in my life is to not not like shy away from all of these things but to inform yeah. your kids about these things so not to say um, I don't want to see you with an Instagram account. Like back then it was like a MySpace or a, yeah. a, a Black Planet or whatever. But um, now, or chat rooms, but now it's like having an Instagram account, yeah. having TikTok or having um, whatever other thing that could maybe be kind of dodgy. Yeah. Um, not, not being like, I don't want to see you have that. I don't want you on it, whatever. But being like, you can you can have this. This is how you use it. This is how it's used. Be mindful of X, Y, Z things that that happen on it, you know, like lewdness or bullying or whatever, Mm -hmm. like be mindful so that your kids are not going in number one, like scared because a lot of parents will do that. Like, you know what these people are doing these days on YouTube. (laughs) And so the kid goes in like, okay, I can't go on YouTube. I can't. And then finally when they get on YouTube, it's like crack. It's like, yeah, this is the unknown YouTube world that my mom can't be on. I don't want to be like that kind of parent. You know, I want them to know, what lies ahead, but I also want them to be able to function in that in in today's society with the wisdom that they need. Yes. Are you the kind of parent where it's like you can have this stuff until you my trust is taken away? Or are you kind of someone who you like you'll give a little bit, a little bit, like let's say for example, okay, you can have a pay as you go phone. Okay, you're in my trust. Now okay, now you can have a this like right. you know, little by little, or you kinda of like oh. have it all unless you mess up, then I'll take it away. I don't I don't know what things are gonna be like yeah. when it comes to those things. I I have to see. I think that 
it really depends on like where Janoi and I are at too yeah. and how we've already seen um, like our children use things or how they access things or how, what information they come and tell us. Cause I feel like when you have an open relationship and open communication with your child, whether it's good or bad, I feel like that would make me more comfortable with giving you things that in a way could be a portal where you and see some things that are bad. Cause I already know when you see something that isn't necessarily yours in your possession or you see it with a friend or whatever that you're okay and you're comfortable to tell me but if you have something or if you're like if you're if he's struggling if any of my kids are struggling with lying and things like that i'm not going to give you something to now use and now you're going to lie to me about right you know what i mean like what you're doing on it and now it's a struggle yeah i'm having a power struggle with something that i gave you yeah who's the idiot here it's It's me i'm the big person here and you know what i mean so um i think that's something that we'll kind of have to see when we um get there but the idea of social media and all that stuff it does kind of like freak me out a little bit i'm not gonna lie just because i know for myself there's so many things that pop up that i don't expect to see and i just i just close it and i don't have any you know attachment attachment to it or struggle or whatever like i i'm like oh i know what that is Mm -hmm. but like i don't want to see this right whereas like a child might see something and be like whoa like what is this or like click the wrong thing because they get like too nervous or whatever and before you know it you're just it's the exposure yeah you're just like oh my gosh like what what's going on here yeah um so i mean that's kind of how i feel about things socially um how are you with i know this we talked about this last time but with the new um standards for what a man and a woman is Mm or i don't know what you want to call it Mm -hmm. um how how do you feel about Mm -hmm. um about that and how how do you think you're going to go about explaining that um to your children in the future or even now if you've started I don't know but yeah so like I'm not the kind of parent at least right now at this moment I could obviously change and it probably will change but I'm not the kind of parent that's necessarily going to preface everything to my kid like yeah. when you go here yes. people are going to tell you there's four moms and seven guys you know I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna like I feel like it's information overload yeah <clears throat> Maybe when we encounter a situation where he's asking questions, mm-hmm. um, I'll bring it up or mm-hmm. just, you know, those kinds of things. And and for my son, like just reassuring him and 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 repetition almost like, yeah, you need a mommy and a daddy to have a baby. You need a mommy and a daddy to have a baby. Right. And then when someone has two moms or two dads, it's kind of like, wait, my mommy told me. Yeah, mommy and a daddy. Okay, mom, the, you know, and then it could be right. like, yeah, well, some people believe, some people um think it's okay to have two moms. Right. Some people think it's okay to have two dads. Some some kids in your class, in your soccer club, in your, you know, at the park, they're going right. to have they're going to have two moms or two dads and that's their choice that they made for that family, but we don't agree with that and we yeah. don't think that um that's the way that God wants a family to be. Yeah. Um and does it mean like you can't play with that kid? No. Does it mean that, you know, you can't talk to that kid? No. That kid is living a different lifestyle that we don't live. Right. Just like, you know, if your, your friend's parents are smoking up in the house, you want to go play. No, you can't play right. at that friend's house because they're living a lifestyle that we don't agree with and that right. we don't live. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, it will obviously evolve over time as they get older, but just biologically, how do kids get here with yeah. a mommy and a daddy, right? right. So um, people can always decide to stray away from God's plan, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they're straying into a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, so question. Because um, you mentioned um, if he asks, and I, based on my experience with him, I think you have a very <laughs> curious son. And so are there any characteristics um, or traits that your child has that you um, that you worry about? Yes. Oh, daily. Um, my prayer is, Lord, um, please use Tobias's strong will for your glory. Mm. I'd be praying that every day and night yeah. because my son has a very strong will and he will look you in your face and do exactly what you told him not to do, yeah. um, which could be a, a good thing or a bad thing yeah. um, because he can, someone could be straying him way into string him away into unrighteousness and he can use that stubbornness. And, I'm not doing that. Right. I'm not doing that. This is not what I believe is right. right. And so it's on, it's you know, on us as parents to be like, to, to keep drilling into him. This is what's correct. This is Mm -hmm. what's right. This is the right thing. This is the right thing. Um, so that when he can dig his heels into, into the ground, when it time comes, um, I don't think that he's, um, easily influenced though. Mm -hmm. Um, but he definitely is a social kid. Like he's, you know, he just loves playing with his friends and, you know, whatever The, the new thing that he's been doing is, 
um, like randomly, like I give him a bath and then he goes, mommy, number one, you don't push your friends. Number two, you don't push mommy. Number three, you don't push insert child's name that he pushed yesterday right. <laughs> because it's not a nice thing to do. You don't do that. And your friends don't like it. And I'm like, so Tobias, if you know that, why don't, why do you still do it? And it's right. like that sinful nature of the curiosity of wanting to do this, of yeah. just, you know, whatever you really have to temper that sinful nature that the yeah. kids have. If you like what you're hearing so far, be sure to follow us on the platform when you listen to your podcast and follow us on Instagram at Her Soul Speaks Podcast. Now, back to the episode. I think it's cool what you said um, when you mentioned something like the character trait that he has that you don't necessarily like per se, but you can see how it can be used for good, like him being strong-willed. It's like sometimes we look at certain things that our children have and we want to rebuke it or find a way to like break that out of them. But it's almost like if you take the approach of like praying that God would use that um, in a way that would be beneficial for them in the future, I think that's super important. And obviously, like you said, like it's within reason, like I don't want you to constantly be fighting with me. Like I don't want 16 year old you to be, you know what I mean? Like being this strong willed, like at that point, be quiet and listen to me, you know what I mean? But you also want them to be able to make stands for righteousness and just being able to, like you said, kind of use those things that for good. You know what it really what really made me come to that um mindset is I'll never forget we were at a conference one time. You were there too, but you probably just don't remember this whole thing. Um and this man was preaching about his son who um became a missionary in Gabon, Africa. And so he's a pastor and then his son became a missionary and is now a pastor. And when he was a kid, it was a constant struggle because his son always used to mimic people, always used to make fun of people's voices and, and mock them. And so embarrassing when you have kids are doing, like, you know, someone has like a Vietnamese accent or a Ghanaian accent or Spanish accent and the kid is there trying to, you know, and yeah. it's like, don't, what are you doing? Like that, don't do that. That's right. rude. However, God knew that where he was taking him, in years to come was, was to be a French nation, a French speaking nation. And he was able to pick up the language in no time. Right. And it's almost like God had placed that in him, right. not necessarily like the rude imitating kid. Like right. he obviously didn't know how to temper his gift at yes. the time, but God took well, that. Just the desire to be able to relate to people in their language. Exactly. Yeah. God took that and he was able to minister to people, start a church and right. use that ability to imitate people to use their language to end up reaching people yeah. and so I just think about like when I heard that I was like that is such a good I mean the dad wasn't the dad told him to like shut up and be quiet but right. that it's a good perspective to be like you know what this thing that we view as bad can be used for God's glory and yeah. when we even think about our salvation experience God taking us from the dust and dirt and turning us into you know beauty you know right. in terms of our our life and our salvation like um we, we have to kind of direct it. Like one of the books I love is A Power of Praying Parent. Mm-hmm. And I think every parent should get that mom, dad, doesn't, you know, whatever, yeah. you should get it. Um, because it has really good guided prayers, like, you know, every day, I think for 30 days or 31 days of mm-hmm. things to pray, pray for your kids. And that's what I do. I pray for, um, it's one of my questions I was going to ask you so you can answer when I'm done. But I'll, I pray for... Um, influences in his life to bring good influences in in his life in years to come like prepare teachers prepare coaches prepare prepare these people up ahead that maybe i I can't see now i don't know but we all have those those pillar influence influential people in our life or even Mm -hmm. friend groups friend groups is a big thing when it comes to kids like the wrong friend group can lead you astray the a good friend group can lead you on a a good path you know you have friends that are all on the right path and so i pray those things i pray um, you know, for things that I can't see to God, to, to for God, just go ahead and, um, prepare those things in his life. What yeah. about you? Um, I also have a book that, um, I'm reading and it's, um, a mom's book for, or praying for boys. Mm. So specific to boys, but I, I know that when I look at my kids, there are times when I'll just pray for things that I see them doing in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that I don't like, or that, um, they, they do that I do like, and yeah. I want that to continue. And sometimes it's not that you run out of things to pray about, but you just don't recognize all of the things that you're missing Yeah, that don't have to be, as you were kind of saying, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be for right now. Like, yeah. Really, like forward thinking. Um, and so 
that's something that I try to do. And like, even like at nighttime when we pray or like mm-hmm, any other mm-hmm. time during the day, like I want them to see that, that prayer is a powerful tool mm-hmm. because I think like overall, when you think of like raising, you know, her offspring, mm-hmm. um, you know, something that you want to literally offspring from yourself mm-hmm. to them is my relationship with God. You exactly. know what I mean? Like, a lot of people look at my kids like, oh, they, they don't look anything alike or they don't look like you or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, okay, I get it. Okay. <laughs> but um, I want them to like look like me in, in other Christ. ways. Yeah. Like, yes, like in terms of um, just how they serve God, even maybe some of the things that they pick up that they love to do. Like, I feel like both of my boys really love music, but it's also because mm-hmm. Joy and I love music mm-hmm. and we're always you know, playing music mm-hmm. or they'll see him playing, you know, bass on mm-hmm. live stream and or in person or whatever that happens. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? So I yeah. just feel like there are certain things that you want to like project onto your kids. And yeah. if there's one thing that I've noticed with people who, you know, stick around and stay the course in terms of their lives for God. It's really what happens behind closed doors yes. that counts. It's really not about, oh, well, yeah, my parents were pastors or my parents, you know, went to church all the time because I went to high school with kids who had parents who were in the church, you know, deacon, elders, etc. cetera. And, um, you know, I would never think that, that they yeah. went to church outside of the fact that they didn't wear pants perhaps, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or they mentioned it all the time. Like, Oh yeah, I have to go to church, Mm -hmm. but it was never like something with joy. It was never, I don't think I've ever been, um, witnessed to by, um, any of these, you know, friends that I had that said that they were Christian until I became a Christian and started talking to them. And all of a sudden, Oh, (laughs) you were saved this whole time. (laughs) 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 But you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I don't want my kids to be those like kids in school, those quote unquote, church kids who don't actually yeah like that title or don't want to have anything to do with God because they don't see it translate in the home. It's just like, yes. I'm trying to go to church. Yeah. I want them to love church, the people in church and love God and, and to just to crave that. And I feel like, I feel like it's, it's natural for it to happen when the parents do it, but it's natural for it to happen when the parents do it genuinely yeah. and translate it into the home in a genuine and real way. I think that's the number one key. Like I've asked several church kids, what is your advice, you know, in terms of being a church kid, like being raised as a church kid? Yeah. Cause I, I'm raising a non-church kid. So a part of me wants to throw him back in the hood for a little bit yeah. and then, you know, <laughs> have those experiences writing the right. TTC on his own and like, you know, like whatever, obviously that's not even realistic, but, um, they all said just being the same person you are in church outside of church. That's the number one thing because kids can recognize hypocrisy. Yeah. And that's a number, that's like the number one thing I hear um, kids who are grown up in church who are not in church will say like, um, you know, well, the, well, the pastor, you know, acts like this or did this, or my dad said he was a Christian man. He used to drink all the time or, yeah. you know, my mom was mean and da, 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 da. And then we would go, it turns them off from God, yeah. right? Because then you feel like God is a hypocrite. Right. Um, and that's just not what it is. You're trying to always project true Christianity to yeah. your kids. And you're their first experience with, it is. with Jesus in many ways. And, and so I think why like, change that, you know, I think like in terms of like Christian parents, like I don't know about you, but for me, I'll be like, hey, I need to be teaching this lesson. I need to be like, you know, we got to cover creation this week. And then we need to be doing like in my head. And I'm like, you know what? It's less about these like pointed lessons of like these crafts that we're going to do and whatever. And more so about being like, Tobias, you know, why don't we pray about that decision you made? It wasn't a good choice. And those little things stick more than like, you know, the formal things that we feel right. like we need to do because those are not the things that kids are going to remember right. like yo i made this dope craft about noah's right. ark like <laughs> and, and of course i don't know right like there could be those kids no for sure for sure that for sure. might really like stick with them for, for sure whatever reason but i know for myself especially naturally because i do love kids i do love teaching kids um you know that's something that like we used to do at church so it's almost like a natural thing you feel like my child is now hitting that age group of the, the kids that the were learning class. yeah i should be sitting down doing these lessons with them and but for me, it's for it's every day. It's every day, I, yeah. and I know that that's how he learns. And I think that God put that in in him for a reason because he's he's gonna regurgitate what he sees. Yeah, and I think that's what's gonna make him a very solid. Um, well, I mean, landed anyways. But I don't know one yet, but I think that's what's gonna make him um, just a solid, grounded individual in general. 
because I remember even when I tried to teach him his colors, his numbers, his letters, all of these things, I tried to stress it so much because I'm like, I just want him to be smart and I just mm-hmm. want him to da 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 Sitting down and going over it with him mechanically, he did not like it. Not for him. Did not like it. When it was passive, when I was mm. cutting him up apples and I'd say, look, this is this is an apple. An apple starts with letter A. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, apple. Mm-hmm. And like, just, just like that. Yeah. Going to the store. Oh, look, look, what's that? And he'll be like, oh, chips. Oh, what color's the bag? Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's telling me, like, yeah. with no no problems. It's when I was forcing it on him mm-hmm. and sitting him with, and, like, just making him sit down. Yeah. Look, this is art. No, one piece. Like, <laughs> he, he didn't like it. And I feel like it's going to be the exact same way when it comes to the things of God. I don't, yeah. He doesn't like it. He brings me his Bible to um, read to him at nighttime. Mm-hmm. He doesn't pick up his other books like he used to anymore. Mm-hmm. He wants to know about the stories. He yeah. wants to reread it. He feels so good that he pretty much can read it himself mm-hmm. because he knows all the all the stories but i just feel like it's it's a natural thing where it's just like this is just a part of our life yeah exactly when we wake that's up in the, the morning main thing. we see mommy and daddy we go and play. yeah that's the main thing like, it's you know not I mean? something that we do it's something who we are yes. like it's just ingrained in you yeah i think too like the devil does have a strategy for children yes and that's why i feel like now in, t- in today's society everything is so like you know kids changing their gender and putting things in books for kids and yeah. just even trying to lower the age of consent like just weird stuff like super super like you know crazy things um but if you can get to the home you can get to the children yeah and the children are the future of um our world and our society so if you're grow if you're raising children with these tendencies that the devil is trying to put in them by the time that they're adults and they're the ones making the decisions they're going to be making a whole whole bunch of lopsided yeah it's going to be a mess and so i know for me like be I know the childhood years, especially because I took psychology in school, it always sticks with me. Like mm-hmm. the childhood years are the formative years. Yeah. And a lot of the times who we become as adults are a reflection of our experiences as children. Yeah. And we can't block things away from our children. Like we can't not have them have scrapes and cuts and bad experiences yes. or whatever. But we can do what we can as parents to cover them and keep them away from certain influences, yeah. certain shows that are maybe not good, certain um people maybe even sometimes are not good or even the way that we just live our lives like i take it back to um in in matthew when herod was trying to kill off all the 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 babies because he knew that one of them was going to be king of the jews and he was like there's only one king of the jews that's going to be me and that's literally the devil trying to terminate godliness in a society and it's the same thing with now as i feel like the evilness and all the things it's targeting kids younger and younger and younger because you're you're trying to terminate godliness in yeah. society going forward. Yeah, the the influence level, uh, not level, but the way that they can be influenced at a young age is is crazy. And so, and the devil knows that he wants to 100%. he wants to snatch them out. Um, I was actually reading this um, article where recently it said that um, families in China can now have three children instead of just two. No way. Yeah, and I was like, wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's yeah. Like you could they have had a, two kids. Yeah, it was one. First of all, it was one for a long time because they were extremely over, overpopulated. Right. And so if you had two, um, you had to pay like an extremely high like fee or tax or whatever. So now that it's jumped to three, I'm like shook. Yeah. The problem, you know, the one, sorry to cut you. One of the main things was that they realized not enough children were being born to take care of the elderly because in like those countries, it's a big thing to take care of yes. the grandparents. Like that's like the number one. So because it was only like one kid, now you have like one kid trying to take care of two parents who are elderly, and it was just it was like a backlog. Yeah. So they're like, we need more young people to take care of old people. Right, and I just think it just kind of shows, like when you think of the Bible, when you think of what the Word of God says in terms of just legacy and heritage, and you know, and genealogies were always like a mouthful. Like, yep. <laughs> God forgive me, but I skipped so many of them. So I, many. Like, I skipped I one last like, week. So and so, but God, okay, we got it. They, they, they had a bunch of kids. Great, look at multiplied. Got it. Um, but it's just kind of like that is something that God desires for us, and there's a reason why. It's because there's so many things that get passed down from generation to generation, and it's just there are blessings that are, um, you know, poured out that are not even meant for anyone but the 16th generation. Yeah. It's just kind of like you got to continue it out so that you can see the fruit of that. And I just think when when I read that about China, I was just kind of like, yeah. I can't imagine being like stunted in any way outside of what I can physically do yeah. or what God physically wants me to yeah. do or have. But to be told by like my governing 
whatever, like powers, that this is what you can do and then that's it. Um, it's just crazy. And I think that also goes to show that the government um, in general at large, no matter where you live, they do have a strategy um, for people, for families, wh where they want the black family to, yeah. to be at, where yeah. they want, you know, any immigrant families yeah. to be at, um, you know, Hispanics, Asian, whatever you are. Yeah. And I think um, as Christians, one of the most important things that we can do for our offspring is to um, combat that. Yeah. Combat the agenda of the yes. world, combat the agenda of everyone else that's outside of, of God when it comes to raising um like just godly children because I feel like this world is we already know where it's going but we don't want our kids to go there with it exactly. and so we have to be that example and like it's gonna be tough because you know you you might find yourself on the outside of the majority a lot of the time yeah. and you kind of have to be okay with that yes um and for your children sorry but like yeah. to you just that just came to my mind as a prayer to have children that um that truly love and respect their parents to the point mm -hmm. of being okay with the rejection that the yeah, world is going to throw yeah. at them. Because sometimes it's hard. As a kid. Um, as children, yeah. when you're building relationships with people, like if I tell you something and you're just completely like off put by that, I'm an adult. So like, even though yeah, I would yeah. be like, oh, dang, okay. No, you can handle like it. That. But I can handle it. But as a child, when you're developing relationships and you don't, you see everything as a huge thing, right? Imagine telling your friend, like, well, yeah, like, my parents don't believe in gay marriage, so, um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to come to your, your parents' wedding. And then, then all of a sudden that friendship is cut. That can be very traumatic yep. for some people, yep. you know what I mean? Like, and, and just little things like that, you just never know what they're going to come up against, you but you want them to be strong enough to be able to stand in it and, and not feel like, oh, it's because mommy told me. You know like, what it is? You know what I mean? It's, like, it's the immersion experience. Like I, I've been saying that a lot lately in like different <laughs> conversations, but I always think about, um, there's this show called, uh, leaving, leaving, oh, anyways, can't think about it right it's now. It's like religion though. Right? Yes. It's, um, it's, uh, not Mormonism. Is it Mormonism? What's the other one? Um, Seventh day? No, maybe um, it's Mormon. But anyway, it's it's a it's a, a religion. Uh, yeah, so won't they have like multiple brothers and sisters from everywhere? Mormon. Yeah. Um, but it's like a, a very exclusive sect where um they live like you know off in Utah or like Colorado Don't or like those places. Like no, obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, um, but no, nonetheless, um, it's it's literally a show called like not leaving Mormonism, but I can't remember, but mm -hmm. it's these two girls that used to be Mormon, Mormon girls who grew up in the society of yeah. having it like normal that you marry your uncle. Um, be, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah with, because you have like one man who has like three wives and then each wife has about like eight kids, six kids, five kids. And all the kids are like half brothers and sisters. And then you want to always keep it in the family. So those younger, you, you just might be marrying your cousin and your, uncles it's totally and all the babies come out okay yeah i don't know but um yeah and because but because there's so many kids and it's all spread out so you could be marrying like your second uncle or your yeah. third cousin or whatever but a lot of the yeah. times the girls would be betrothed to um really old men when they're like really young and so they'll be like 18 not even 18 but let's just say it'll be 18 and they're set to be married off to a 55 year old man oh, and they they ha it's not a conversation like th right. this is what's happening for you um and so the girls tell their stories they're all like half sisters and like whatever wow. weird situation but they now have a show and a whole thing about like trying to rescue other girls to come out yeah. but the whole thing is like they have to take them in the middle of the night they can't let their parents see and it's this whole thing about trying to get them out of that lifestyle into the real world mm -hmm. And what happens is a lot of people, they would come in the night to, you know, get the girls out. They would have an apartment, you know, ready for them and kind of give them some tools, you know, for the first month out in yeah. real life. Cause they literally know nothing outside of their home. Um, they shop at the same place. They go to school, the same places, like right. everything is, they don't go to post-secondary. Like it's all just in this no, one world. Bubble. But the problem was a lot of the girls couldn't do it. Really? They could not do it. They could not leave their families. They could not leave their experience. And they know that if they, left their community they would be ostracized and my whole point in saying this is because i remember this one where they, the girl was out the girl was out and she was trying to get her boyfriend out with her and 
he could not leave. And one thing that he referenced was he believed that every single thing that they taught him growing up was correct. And that's why he he couldn't leave. No matter how twisted, like me on, an, on the outside was like, bruh, this is so backwards and twisted. Like mm. marrying off these young, young girls to these old men. And like, you know, these, these weird family trees that you guys have and the way you need to, you're commanded to dress and talk and eat and all that stuff. But you, us, my whole point is saying us as Christians, we can take something like that and use that to our advantage to like just cultivating a culture to make a culture with our children to the point where we set that as the norm. This is the norm. Mommy and daddy. This is the norm. Praying to God. This is the norm. Reading your Bible. You know what I mean? Making those things so automatic for them. It would be so weird for them to, you know, other kids are trying to influence them to do other things for them to just easily pop the wagon I love because god is so real and like so good and not like weird like all that stuff just yeah like, yeah it's, yeah it's like yeah the advantage it was nothing to do with there. even god that was right. the weird thing about the show it was less about like oh god this it was religion and more about it, the lifestyle it was all about the fear about what was going to happen to them when they left my whole point is to say like if these people could take their really twisted doctrines and beliefs and and use it to a point where their kids are staying in it for life, so why can't, why can't we as 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 followers of Jesus Christ with the truth right take a, a concept like that and not do better for our children right. and 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 not allow it to be like yeah my kid will just have a salvation experience when they get older when they right. meet God what are you doing along the way it's true so. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, let's just wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna stop it, but I'm like, why, why, we're here already. What are what are a few things that we can do? Make sure that we can do to prepare our children as Christians or from coming from Christian families to dwell in in this society today. Um, again, I think I just think just to be authentic, like to really have a genuine relationship with God, and to act that out. Um, because if you have, you know even one, two hardworking parents, it, it, it'd be very strange for me to see a child that's lazy come from that. Mm. If you have, you know, um, two, two parents who have a British accent, I don't expect their child to start speaking <laughs> with any other accent but a British one. Do you right. know what I mean? So yeah. I just feel like, you know, be the true fruit that God has called you to be so that you can have another fruit out of its own kind yeah, that glorifies God ultimately because... That's that's what you want. You know what I mean? Like I can say yes, like you should be reading and so that you know the word of God so you can pour it into your child and that you can pray and mm-hmm. these are things that are fundamental. If you're not already doing them, then get on that bandwagon and worry about worry about everything else after because I feel like that needs to be solid in your life. But yeah, like when you're true, you're gonna create something from you that is also like just true and authentic and they'll see that and they'll want that for themselves. Um yeah, that's what I think. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I think the same thing. Like living it out and showing your kids that it can be done. You can be a Christian living into t- today's society. You don't need to be scared. You don't need to be um, muted. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can be confident and mm-hmm. and it might be hard, but it can be done. Um, you know, again, like we said, we we're talking about last week, like um, we're in this world, but not we're not of this yeah. world. And so it doesn't mean that you can't have fun. It doesn't mean you can't have, you know, friends that are maybe not from your church, or, yeah. you know, whatever. It doesn't mean that you can't, do some of the same things and whatever but it just means that you're a little bit different and here's why and it's because you're called to a greater purpose as a christian if you choose to give your life to him and so the goal is not necessarily seeing our children live perfect lives but seeing our kids live life that in the end will glorify god